God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I'm excited about what God is doing. Thanks, Kitty. Love how you play that bass. I always try to take pointers from her. Um, I'm gonna. This doesn't have anything to do with my message, but I just wanna. I just wanna show something real quick. This is Mr. Potato Head, and this is Mrs. Potato Head. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I do not think God was confused when he made anyone. Um, And the kids don't need to decide that. Parents don't need to decide that. Because God already did. So, that's all I got to say about that. Um... Sometimes I step on toes when I preach, my own included, all the time. Today might be one of those days a little bit. Um, I I was trying to be a little bit politically correct on my title. Hush your mouth instead of shut your face or anything like that. Sarah said, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. Okay, that one might be all right. So we settled on hush your mouth. And I was going to even have some duct tape on myself, but I'm afraid that was going to end bad and might break out with something, but... Sometimes we need to hush our mouth, myself included. So realize that this all comes from a place of love, um, and I'm preaching to myself and encouraging myself to do a better job of this when it needs to be done. But how many of you in here this morning have ever said something, and as soon as you said it, you wish you could take it back? I'm looking around who's not raising their hand. Okay, we've all been there. We've all said things, and as soon as they come out, you're like, Ugh. I should have shut my mouth there and not said anything. Like maybe you said something like this, hey, uh, when's your due date? <laughs> and they're not pregnant. Oops, sorry. Um, or maybe at a job interview, you <laughs> You're talking to this, possibly uh, your new boss, and you bring up some stuff from your old job that you didn't do well, and you're just like, why would I even say those things and share those things with my potential new employer? Should have just shut my mouth. Or maybe (laughs) with your wife, guys, I'm going to pick on both a little bit today. That's okay, right? I'll pick on the guys. I'll pick on the ladies a little. All in love. Don't hate me. Maybe your wife, when she comes out in this outfit and says, does this make me look fat? Just don't even respond, guy. Just shut your hush your mouth, or just say no, no matter what, no matter what. Okay, hush your mouth on those. Sometimes we might even, on the serious side, say things out of anger, maybe to our kids, and it destroys their spirit. And you can see that in their face and in their countenance when we say things to our kids that we say out of anger, and we wish we could take back when we say them. And sometimes emotionally, that scars them for a long time. And not just kids, us as people also, as adults. People say things to us, and it crushes our spirit. And it puts us in a place where, man, is that, what, is that who I am? By them saying that about me. 
You know, th various times that, that I should have hushed my mouth, there's a few that come to mind, and my wife reminded me of a few as we were talking last night. So I wanted to share those. Um, there was a time, and if I get it wrong, she'll correct me. So there was a time in our living room uh, that I think we were cleaning the house. We. Sometimes. <laughs> and she, she was dancing around being goofy. This commercial came on. It used to be a Hardee's commercial with a cow on it, and there was a song that says, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, or something like that. And I said, I wasn't even thinking. I mean, the cow's on the TV. I said, Sarah, that's your song. <laughs> she was dancing, and I'm like, uh, I shouldn't have said that. I should have hushed my mouth right then. There was another time when we were watching the news, and this news anchor had this weird haircut, I thought. And I said, my gosh, I hate that haircut. And she said, that's the same one I have. Guilty. <laughs> Should I hush my mouth? There's, gentlemen, you can probably agree with me. There's a lot of times when you say things in front of your wife and say things to your wife that you wish you wouldn't have said. Uh, hopefully you don't get slapped over it, but if you deserve it. Uh, there was also a time here when, when I preached one of my first messages, I think, early on, that I was trying to portray the moment that I told Sarah I loved her. And I, and I said that, I thought I completed all the thoughts in my head and, and spoke them, but I didn't. But I said, when I told her I loved her, I got lucky. <laughs> and I left it right there, apparently. <laughs> so there's laughing and going on behind me. I'm like, what did I say? I mean, I got lucky because she said it right back to me. And I didn't say that part. <laughs> So another time I should have hushed my mouth or at least completed my thoughts that were inside my head to clarify that. But this morning as we look at the title, Hush Your Mouth, I want to read some scriptures that go along with Hush Your Mouth. In Proverbs, Solomon, there's a lot of good information in these scriptures to take heed to about hushing your mouth or taming your tongue. So I'm going to start with Proverbs 17:28, and it says... Well, I thought I could read that better. When even a fool bites his tongue, he's considered wise. So shut your mouth when you're provoked. It will make you look smart. So shut your mouth when you're provoked. This is the Passion Translation. It lays it out there a little more in your face. So, so shut your mouth when you're provoked. It will make you look smart. Now, how many want to look smart? I do. <laughs> so sometimes I need to learn to shut my mouth when I'm provoked and not send it back to that person so I can look smart. Proverbs 18.6, a senseless man jumps headfirst into an argument. He's just asking for a beating for his reckless words. Now, I've not really had that happen to me, but somebody might be able to testify to that, that I ran my mouth a little too much and I got a beating because of it. Or kids can, not necessarily a beating, but a spanking, okay? Next one. Proverbs 18:7. A fool has a big mouth that only gets him into trouble, and he'll pay the price for what he says. Now look, now the, a lot of these say he, okay? So I'm picking on the guys right now, so I'm allowed to pick on the girls too. Um, the next one, I probably should hide. I was going to get in the drum cage and read it from there. But let's go ahead and throw it up there. I picked on the guys for a little bit. I'm ready. Oh, is that it? Go to the next one. I'm going to skip that one. Here we go. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop on the flat oriental roof, exposed to all kinds of weather, than in a house shared with a nagging, quarrelsome, and fault-finding woman. 
Now, I said I was picking on the guys first. I said he, um, and I'll just leave that one there, okay? Woo! In Proverbs 21, 23, there wasn't a lot of laughs on that one, so I don't know. Maybe it's more of the women laughing earlier, and now they're not, so. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised by how few troubles you'll have. Pretty plain and simple there. So a question this morning, does your mouth ever get you in trouble? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, we can all say that. Our mouth gets us in trouble sometimes. And James addresses the one part of our body that that is loaded with this potential and has the ability to do so much good, but on the other side of that, it has the ability and potential to do so much wrong. And that's our tongue, our mouth, when we're we're saying words and we're doing things. And we're going to look in James chapter 3 this morning. The words we speak, sometimes we need to hush that mouth. Hush your mouth. James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and these will be on the screen for you as well. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, amen, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. What a powerful statement. If we can learn how to hush our mouth and control our tongue, we will control everything else about our lives. It's amazing to think about that. If I can just have control over this, that everything else in my life is going to fall into place as well. Before we get much further into this, here's some, uh, you know, we're going to get more into James's facts that he's given, but here's some random facts about the tongue. On the average, women have smaller tongues than men. I know, I didn't understand it either. Just kidding, guys. Don't be. <laughs> um, average words per day, women, 20,000. Men, 7,000. And, and the women will argue that's because we have to repeat ourselves because you don't listen to us the first time, right? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Just, just giving you the facts here. All right? Um, most of the time when you stick your tongue out at someone, that's considered rude. Uh, but in Tibet, that's actually a form of greeting. So in lieu of the still, we're not shaking hands too much because of COVID, I encourage you just to stick your tongues out at each other. Just kidding, don't do that. But again, back to the facts that James gives us in the scripture. The tongue is small, but it is so powerful. Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue can bring death or it can bring life. And I think a lot of times we forget about that when we spout off, when we shouldn't be spouting off, when we say things we shouldn't be saying, that it can bring death and it can bring life. The words we say have the power to bring death to people or a situation or at work, or they can bring life to those same people or those same situations or that same job. It can bring life into those things. It's all in what we're saying with our tongues and how we're speaking. He tells us in James chapter 3, verse 3, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. I have my brother Aaron McCormick. Look at this. Let's say Brylin, I won't tell everybody your weight, I don't even know. Say my daughter Brylin gets on a horse, that's, how much does a horse weigh? Anybody? 2,000, 1,500, is that right? Too big? 
Anyway, that big old horse, my daughter could get on that horse and tell it where to go just with this. She can control that horse with just this small bit in her mouth, in the horse's mouth, on her mouth. Okay? This, this is it. It's not been in a horse's mouth. Aaron told me so. But it's amazing to think about something this small, this little bit right here in a horse's mouth can control that big animal and take it wherever you want it to go, more times than not. And it's the same thing with our tongue. You know, if we can control our tongue and we can say things that need to be said and not say things when they don't need to be said, then that controls the direction of our life and where we want to go with it. All in this little thing in our mouth here. It's how we control our life, just like that bit for the horse. How many of you guys know that you can make a mistake with your tongue at work and they don't just fire your tongue? They fire all of you. (laughs) Okay? So that goes for our whole, I mean, it gives a direction over our whole life if we're not hushing our mouth when we need to. You can literally change the atmosphere of your home, your job, your kids within the church with the power of your words. And I posted something about this the other day that's speaking life into your church. Uh, we don't need people speaking death over the church. We don't need people speaking negative over the church. We need to speak life. And we're speaking about Orchardville Church. We need to speak life into the church. And outside the community, speak life about Orchardville Church. And we're seeing God move. We're seeing God do things. We're seeing him bring that new life into the church. So continue to speak life into your fellow church members and community and congregation. Continue to speak that life. Because can, it can change the atmosphere. That's what's happening right now. Um, so this morning, are you speaking life or are you speaking death and destruction with your mouth, with your tongue, speaking life or speaking death? Now, here's how it can change the atmosphere in the room. Here's how it can happen. Let's see. I always pick on Aaron when I come out here. He's used to it. Okay, I'll go at him again. So let's say, here's my opportunity to speak life into him. Let's say Aaron's made a mistake and he's messed up. I have an opportunity to speak life or death over him. He's made a mistake. A lot of times in life, people will jump on the negative thing that happened to him and speak death over him, even in the church that happens, instead of saying, this is an opportunity, Aaron, I know you made a mistake. I know you fell. I know you're going through some stuff right now, but I just want you to know I love you just as much now as I did yesterday before you made the mistake. And I want you to know I'm here for you. I'm going to help pick you up and get you back on the right path, and we're going to do this together with God helping us. That that changes his atmosphere right then. That he's not condemned, that he's not forgotten, that he's no good. He gets life spoken back into his life. Somebody else. Where's Kathy? She's back there in the back. Kathy Sutton. You just came to my mind. <laughs> Kathy teaches a Sunday school class here. Does a great job for us. And maybe Kathy's going through something that's just, you know, there's times in your life you question, is this my calling? Am I doing what I should be doing? Um, is, is this what God wants me to do? And sometimes we can get discouraged in ministry, amen? Yeah. Yeah. And wonder, oh, oh man, I just, I just not, I don't think I'm doing well. 
you know, God, is this really what you have? But if I go up to Kathy one day and say, I appreciate your Sunday school class. I appreciate all the time you're putting into it. I appreciate you pouring the love into the people. I appreciate the prayers that you have for the church. I just want you to know you're doing a great job. Speaking life into her. And I don't know, maybe she was dealing with something like that, that, you know, sometimes I wonder if I should be doing this. But just a simple conversation, just a simple positive interaction with her lets her know she's appreciated, that what she's doing matters, that she's making an impact for God's kingdom, and it's changing her atmosphere. I can come up to my wife. (laughs) You already forgot about that scripture, right? You're not going to kick me or anything? But I can let her know, gentlemen, that I love you more every single day. Let me just get down here and tell you. (laughs) I love you more every single day. I learn more about you every single day. And I know I make a ton of mistakes and I mess up a lot, but you are everything to me. And it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life by marrying you. (laughs) Speaking life. And gentlemen, sometimes your wife needs that. And wives, sometimes your husband needs that. And it's good to keep encouraging each other in that and reminding yourselves why, why did we get married in the first place? Because sometimes we forget and we let these things sneak into our marriages and start bringing problems into our marriages. And before you know it, we're giving up on our marriages instead of pushing through for what God had for us. Now, I said that can change the atmosphere. Everybody in the room's like, oh, that was so nice. But there's the other side of that, because we're talking about hush your mouth. There's a speaking death into things too. Now, if Aaron was in the same situation, and I came up to him and said, my gosh, Aaron, when are you going to get it together? Man, sometimes I wish you were never born. Then you wouldn't have had to make all these mistakes. And now you're like, geez, Rick, it happens. Or if I go to Kathy, instead of speaking life into us, I said, my gosh, you ever going to get more people in there, Kathy? I expect that room to be packed. Your teaching must not be very good. You guys are like, Rick, stop it. We do this. We speak death into people, into situations. Or if I go to Sarah and say, you know what? I'm really tired of how you nag at me, and I'm sick of it. And we're laughing, but it's true. You know what? I, I just don't want to put much into this anymore. I want a divorce. Now listen to the atmosphere in the room. Just by my words, I changed the atmosphere. We went from this is good, yeah, oh, he loves his wife, and now we're, chill out, Rick. Again, this is all in love. It's not true. None of it. But I'm just talking about how fast you can change the atmosphere with your words. Good or bad. You can change them. Your words have the power to change the atmosphere, change those things around you. Within the church, this is the one where, let me get a drink first. Since I've become interim pastor, I've heard from a lot of people that I didn't hear from before. Some good, some not so good. Um, It's amazing how many different people you hear from when you're in this role and about how 
oh, we should do this, and I'm not going to go into specifics. We should do this, or you should move this, or you should do that. Uh, This is what we really need. Uh, You need to bring this in. It's just all the time. I'm like, gosh, I didn't even talk to you before, and this is what you want to tell me? But they give me all these opinions, which is fine. I'm not saying I have everything figured out. And again, I'm preaching to myself. I, I do the same thing and make mistakes and say things that I should have just hushed my mouth about. But they say all these things to me and give their opinions and give their advice and tell me how this should be or tell me how that should be. But you know what I never hear? Rick, this is what I think would help us see more sinners saved. Uh, Rick, uh, we've got a lot of you know, addicts and prob- people dealing with some stuff. This is maybe something that we can... We, I don't really hear any of the things that are going to build up and encourage the church. I just hear things that is more of a personal preference or what they think needs to change, even just physically th- physical things in the church and not much about how do we get people saved. Or, I'm praying for you, Pastor. I know this is the, one of the worst years ever for the church with everything that's been going on and the pandemic and all the different th- situations on the world, in the world. I just want you to know I'm praying for you. This has got to be difficult to do. I'm lifting you up. I get that some, but I get complaints before I get that from others. <laughs> I'm just saying your words change atmospheres. And, and here's what I have to work at, and you have to work at when people say negative things to you. The easy thing to do is lash back out at them. That's not the godly thing to do. So for me, when people say things to me that really don't have anything about advancing the kingdom of God or, or furthering God's kingdom or bringing people in to see them saved and lives being changed, I have to make sure I'm transforming my mind like it talks about in Romans. I got to renew my mind. God, I know they had good intentions, maybe. <laughs> and I know, you know, it wasn't anything personal towards me. So God, just help me not to hang on to that thought, not to hang on to those words. Help me not to, to die in that, Father, and just help me renew my mind to what you would have me to do. Yeah. And we have to do that for ourselves sometimes. If we can't count on our, on our brothers and sisters to do it, you have to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord. You know, when I, when I get those talks and people saying things to me, I could, I could stay in that spot as somebody that dealt with depression and stuff in my past. I have to work at transforming and renewing my mind because it's so easy in ministry to get discouraged by things that happen, not just outside the church, but inside the church as well. I love you all. <laughs> okay, so... I'm just telling you, we we need to encourage each other. We need to work towards making disciples with each other and not worry about the little things that don't have an impact on the kingdom of God. I don't know how that went over, but I'm just gonna pray God sent it and you guys receive it. All right. Making sure our words are bringing life. We just need to hush our mouth. And I know that's hard for us to do sometimes. I know, I know, I know, especially in our society today. We, everybody wants to give their opinion on things and, and want to be vocal about things and protest and do everything else. But sometimes we just need to hush. If it's not going to encourage or build up, we just need to hush. 
Again, myself included. Just learn how to keep my mouth shut on things. James 3, 4 says, And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. I'm sure you guys have seen the rudders on ships before. So small, but can turn a gigantic ship wherever it needs to go. Our tongues, so small, but can change the direction of our lives for the good and for the bad. It's our tongue's powerful, but it's also directional. It can determine the direction of our lives. We, we, you know what? We have thumb tongues as well. Thumb tongues. You know, we can, we can destroy a person or a situation or whatever without even being in the same room as somebody. Woo! I'm going to show them. Look at me hiding behind my keyboard. I'm going to let them have it. So this still counts. The social media stuff, you know, those things still count as far as encouraging, building up, or tearing people down. Advancing God's kingdom or hurting God's kingdom. Technology today, so much potential to do so much damage. Um, and, and for the most part, I try to use it as a positive um, I've said this a lot of times. You guys probably get sick of reading my posts and maybe unfollow me and all that stuff. But with all the negative, I just try to throw out the positive and let people see that there's good in the world. There's a good God that cares about them and, and they don't have to continue down that path of destruction headed towards hell, that there's hope in Jesus. And God has a different plan for their life. You know, when people talk about uh, why would a good God send people to hell? Listen, we were already on our way there. God doesn't send us there. We were already on our way there because of sin in the world. What God did was give us a redemption plan that this is not what I want for you. I'm going to send my son Jesus to die for you so that you can have hope and live eternity in heaven with me. That you won't be on the road to hell. So when people say that, it really it just bothers me. It's, it's not that God's not sending people to hell, a loving God sending people to hell. We were on our, already on our way there, and he's getting us out of it. He's giving us a way out. James 3, verses 5 and 6, as we continue on. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Again, our tongues will be used for good or for evil, for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of darkness. And I don't think we, we really think about the magnitude of things we say in that aspect. We don't think, am I using this for, for the devil and hell? Am I, and when I'm tearing people down, that's what we're doing. Because it's sure not encouraging people and lifting people up and advancing God's kingdom. We find ourselves with a tongue or a mouth that's speaking death instead of life. We really need to examine what's inside here. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's going on in here comes out of here. So if you're finding yourself, I'm one of these people that has a problem hushing my mouth, I'm, I'm one of these people that's tearing others down, then I, I challenge you to examine what's going on inside your heart. 
because there's an issue. You know, if God's, if Jesus is the Lord of your life and he's consumed you and you're hundred percent all in on him, then what comes out of here are going to be good things to build others up, to encourage each other, to advance God's kingdom. And again, we make mistakes. I make mistakes, but we can do better. We can do better. James 3, verses 7 through 10, as we finish this up. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. We need God to help us speak life and not speak death over people in situations. And again, we can't do this on our own. We need God's Holy Spirit inside of us to change things in us, to change our speech, to change the things we say to people and say over situations. We need his help in that. Can't do it by yourself. Can't do life by yourself. We need God's help in all of it. We need to understand that there's times that we need to hush our mouth. For it gives direction over our whole lives. And we talked about earlier that everything else in your life will fall into place if you can control your mouth, control your tongue. The praise team will go ahead and come up. Another question this morning. And please remember, I do love you so much. Sometimes you have to preach challenging things. And the goal of, and I've been pushing this since I... I started in January. The goal is for us to be one unified body. And when we get that way, there's nothing that will stop us, nothing that the enemy throws against us. And God will be able to move however he wants to move. And we'll continue to see him do even greater things than what's happening right now as we unite together. So you know, are you an encourager this morning or a discourager? It's important. It's important that we encourage each other. Um, again, you saw how, how quick I could change the atmosphere in the room by just using words. I just use my tongue to, to encourage people or discourage people and it changes that for them. Also, our mouths in a negative way can block our blessings. We're not in line with what God wants for our lives and, and, we're, and we're on the other side of this and we're discouraging people. We're, we're probably blocking blessings that God wants to pour into us just with our mouth and the things we're saying. If you guys will stand this morning. This altar call is a little bit different. I mean, I want to I give an altar call for you if you're, if you're struggling with, you know, sometimes I just can't keep my mouth shut and I need to do a better job of that. I need God to help me maybe clean up my mouth. Maybe I, I got a foul mouth and I'm, I'm working on that. I can tell you right now that God does that for people. I used to cuss every three or four words all throughout high school and God took it from me just like that when I asked him to. So whether it's that or you just say, I've had words spoken over me in my life that people I trusted, that people I love said to me and I am totally destroyed right now. That may be you this morning, that you need to give that to God. And you need to be reminded of who you are in Him and not what somebody said about you. 
And we're also gonna have the altars open, not just for, you know, strength and helping to learn to use my words in the right way and be an encourager or for anybody that's had something spoken over them that you wanna break free from being under. I also wanna open the altars for just God to move and heal and touch and have encounters with the Holy Spirit. Now, I told you I was gonna give you a testimony about my mom, and I'm gonna share this. She's still struggling with the liver side of things and, and each day is a little bit different on things. She'll have some good days, some bad days. So continue to remember her in prayer. But I got a testimony in the midst of this from her on Monday. She called me here at work. Anytime I get a call from her, I'm like your faith, let faith arise instead of, ah, what's happening? She called and said, Rick, I got a testimony. I said, all right, let me hear it. Because we've been praying for you. She said, you remember I broke my, I fell and broke my arm. I said, yeah, I know. I know. And she broke it up in here and they told her you will not, you can't have surgery on it. We're not going to put you under for surgery. Just too many other things going on. So you're just going to have to deal with it. She couldn't raise her arm up very much. She went back to the bone doctor Monday. <laughs> this is God. And the doctor did the x-rays, looked over everything. Remember, she couldn't have surgery. She's going to have to deal with a broken bone. The bone was completely healed. like they were gonna do if they had to do surgery on her, but they couldn't. But God said, I'll take care of it, and healed that bone. And the doctor said, raise your arm up, and she raised it real high, and he's like, oh my gosh, that's impressive. And I was like, no, that's God. So God's been doing those things, and we're seeing things happen, we're seeing healings happen, um, and, and if you're dealing with something and you're still dealing with it, hang on. Don't lose your faith in who God is, Keep believing that he's going to bring that healing. He's going to bring that miracle to you. Stay strong in that because he's moving. He's working. We're seeing things, supernatural things. When Kelly shared that sometimes we get scared to go up, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to go get prayer for this. Just do it. Don't miss out on what God might have for you. And believe. You know, you've got to believe. You've got to believe in Jesus and you've got to believe that he has a healing power to touch you. If you don't, it's not much good to pray. But if you believe, come forward and we'll pray and we'll believe that God's gonna touch and work a miracle in your life as well. So I'm gonna open these altars as they sing. Please come, spend some time with the Lord if you need to, to learn how to use your words better. Or if you just need healing or prayer for anything, please come.